Hello everybody and welcome back to episode number 7 of Alicot with Keithy here on the North-South Connection. I am your host, Keithy Langston, and I want to thank you all for joining me again today. And I hope you're looking forward to this episode as I am excited for this. We are going to be having an excellent conversation with uh, one of the good friends of the show, Logan Crosland, as well as the return, the triumphant return, if you will, of uh, my greatest person in the world that I know, my nephew Chase, hashtag Moldy Nacho, hashtag Chasse, as his friends know him, and uh, he's going to be joining me as well. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some awesome conversation with uh, a couple friends of mine. Thanks. Alrighty, everybody, and now it is time for everyone's favorite game, the Easter Egg Hunt. And with this, I am going to bring in, uh, this is great, this is our first recurring segment on a la carte with Keithy. So, and I think it's a doozy. And of course I'm going to be bringing in my very, very special uh, assistant guest host, co-host, best friend in the whole wide world. uh, That is uh, of course, I'm talking about the moldy nacho himself, hashtag moldy nacho. And that is my nephew, Chase. Chase, how are you? Doing pretty good. How are you? Oh, I am doing wonderful. Now, I had a lot of feedback the last time you were on where people were actually agreeing with you with the the nonsense surrounding Thor Ragnarok and Thor Love and Thunder. So, of course, if I'm going to be talking about video games and movies, who else would I bring on to help me with this? Uh, and I know that when you and I left seeing the Mario movie, I think we were both surprised with how many Easter eggs we saw in it and how many references to just random things we saw. So... I think this is a real fitting opportunity for us to do this. And I'm going to let you lead. I'm going to let you lead off lead. You're going to bat lead off here and you give us the first whatever it is you want to give us. So knock it out of the park, buddy. All right. So obviously, if you've seen the Mario movie, it's amazing. I love it so much. And it was surprisingly good for a video game movie. And mm-hmm. I just, you know, I personally like video game movies, but not everybody does. But I'm going to say anyways. spoiler alert here. So spoiler yes. alert. Yeah. All spoilers. Yeah, all spoilers. All right, buddy, go ahead. But to start it off, I guess saying the most obvious out there Easter egg is when they started off, they're in Punch-Out's Pizza, Mm -hmm. and there's an old man, and I think his name is Giuseppe, and he's the Mario voice actor when he says, like, oh, yeah, go whatever. Like, that's Mario. It's not Chris Pratt. It's the Mario. Is the old man playing um, Jumpman, I think, is the arcade game that's like the Mario in the Mario world. Mm-hmm. But that's the most obvious one. But an Easter egg that I thought was kind of cool is in Punch-Out's Pizza, there is a, you know, uh, little picture in the background on the wall. And it really resembles Mike Tyson because it's Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. And I think that just really represents Mike Tyson. That's just a cool one. If you ever see it again, look for the poster in the background that shows Mike Tyson smiling. Okay. So that's cool. All right. That's pretty cool. Uh, now, I know for me... The first thing I noticed while we were watching this, and you are correct, that the the voice of, would you say his name was Giuseppe? Giuseppe, I think his Giuseppe, name is. Yeah, so Giuseppe is actually voiced, uh, yeah, by the by the man who originally played Mario. Uh, his name is Charles Martinet, I believe, and he was the mm-hmm. first one that he's the one that is well known for. It's a me, a Mario. So uh, it's that was kind of, that is kind of cool that they let him have a role in that i guess he also plays mario's dad in the movie as well so it's nice that they added him in there a few times uh at least a couple times to be a character in the movie the one thing that i noticed right away is while they're in brooklyn 
and they're so before they go into the mushroom kingdom when they're in brooklyn and they kind of run down to assist with i think it's like a pipe explosion or something they go by a restaurant that has the duck from duck hunt on it and the restaurant is called chasse canard chasse canard or whatever and it actually in french it's chasse canard and that translates to duck hunting so I thought that was really funny that the name of the restaurant is Duck Hunt, basically, in French. And I noticed that, like, right away. And I said, that's a solid, bona fide Easter egg because it's not referenced at all. They don't make any mention of it at all. It's just in the background. And that's exactly what I thought of when I said, oh, this is exactly what I want to do with this. So that I liked. Uh, I liked a lot. Um, I mean, is th there's another great reference that's made. You know, once they get to the Mushroom Kingdom, <clears throat> and that's there's a resident of the Mushroom Kingdom buying uh, a Nintendo Entertainment System cartridge at an antique store. And the owner of the antique store is, tells the person, oh, you have to blow in it to get it to work. And I think all of us who have played the NES back in the day knew how bad it was trying to do that. I mean, I've told you some of the stories you you don't even realize because you've always had an easy access to getting to video games to work uh in your lifetime but i mean man we had your dad and i had some serious some serious tips and tricks on how to get an nes to work we would we would blow in it we would blow hot air into it so we'd go like <sighs> instead of like a <sighs> and then there was a trick where you could push it down and then like wedge a quarter or you know a dimer usually a quarter because it was all the way and it would keep it like pushed all the way down and that would kind of get it to work of course, there was a there was a great technique where you'd put the cartridge in and then you would like wiggle the cartridge back and forth and go like back and forth with your finger to get all the pins to connect. So pretty funny how that was how Nintendo we got our Nintendos to work back in the day, but they did. They worked. So that was always kind of cool. Uh, what else? What other kind of Easter eggs did you notice? Um, this is more of an homage to. Mm -hmm. A lesser-known Mario character yeah. is on the TV. There's like a broadcast interruption, and then it's from this girl, Pauline. And many people who are Mario fans probably have no idea who she is unless you're like diehard. And she's this like singer from Super Mario Odyssey. And what I know her from is when I was really little, there was that brand-new Mario Kart game on like Androids. And my dad downloaded it, and he let me play it on his phone during like long haircuts or like when I was waiting. Mm -hmm. And she was like the first character that I got. So that's the only reason I know her. And I was like, oh my God, that's that one girl from that one thing. And then I later realized, oh, that's Pauline from Super Mario Odyssey. Mm. And it's just a you know cool thing to notice. Yeah. But it's not super major, but it's you still notice it nonetheless. That's cool though. So, I mean, but that's something that they probably put in there, like you said, as an homage to the character. Um, I guess when Luigi's phone rings... It's the ringtone, which is the startup jingle from the Nintendo GameCube, which I think was the so that was kind of that's kind of cool. I would say that that's probably considered a reference as opposed to a, a an Easter egg, but uh, that's that's a pretty that's a pretty fun one though because I think everybody recognized that right away because a lot of us did play GameCube. Mm -hmm. Even I recognized it because I remember playing on your old GameCube a few times. Sure. Um, now this is something you probably have no idea about but apparently uh there's music that's playing during the mario and luigi plumbing commercial is actually the theme music to the super mario brothers kid show that starred captain lou albano 
and uh, an actor, Danny Wells. Now, Captain Lou Albano was a very famous wrestling ref, re wrestling, uh, not only wrestler, but also manager. And he also is in the Cindy Lauper song, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. And he's actually considered to be pretty much the linchpin or the key to the rock and wrestling connection that was back in the 1980s, like the mid to late 80s, that really sparked the the golden era of professional wrestling in the World Wrestling Federation. Uh, the, the story goes that Captain Lou Albano was on a flight with Cindy Lauper. And Cindy Lauper, if you don't know who that is, is uh, she was a very few, very famous musical singer, almost on par with Madonna back in the early 80s. I've, I've heard say. that name before. Yeah. And she not Madonna, Cindy. Yeah, and Cindy Lauper and Captain Lou got to talking on the plane, and they decided to do something together, and that's how they launched the Rock and Wrestling Connection, which was also a cartoon back in the day that Captain Lou was in. So that's kind of neat that that's the theme song playing underneath the underneath the commercial for Mario and Luigi's uh, plumbing commercial. It's the Super Mario Show theme music, which that was a great little show back in the day. So that was like a cartoon, and then what Captain Lou and Danny Wells would do is they would show up as Mario and Luigi like in live action and they would kind of like introduce the show and then they would cut to like a cartoon that took place in the Mario world. So pretty neat. That's always cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that I want to touch on it. I've heard this before. Like I've heard it a few times actually. So mm -hmm. in the original or Mario's first ever appearance was in the Donkey Kong game, the classic arcade game where you had yeah. to climb mm -hmm. the ladders and all that. But mm -hmm. There was the Cranky Kong, which was the old man Donkey Kong in the movie. And I've heard that Cranky Kong is the original Donkey Kong from that original game. And then Donkey Kong himself in the movie is actually Donkey Kong Jr. from the off game. Basically, okay. that game is like a second. I've heard that, and I always thought that was interesting. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's just yeah. what I think. And I thought that was cool because, you know. Many people don't even, you know, remember the old Donkey Kong. So, and then mm. Diddy Kong is obviously in it for a hot minute, where he's just like, "Yeah, go Donkey Kong," and that's just normal Diddy Kong because <laughs> he has no relation, really. I mean, he's just, I think, Donkey Kong's son. But Diddy that was Kong? cool to me. Yeah. So, I, if you remember at the beginning of the movie when they're running to their first job, uh, they it's a side-scrolling run that they kind of mm. show from the side, and that's that's an homage to the original Super Mario Brothers game. That was a side-scrolling action. Uh, so that's kind of... And then at the end, Mario jumps on a pole of a restaurant called Castle Burger, which again is... That's how they landed on the castle at the end of almost every stage. Uh, but then there's that scene where they go down into the sewer and they kind of break through. And it's... They break through... A, they inadvertently break through a wall and they find this part that says level one, two. And that's <laughs> that's actually a pretty it's an inf it's an infamous glitch from the original Mario brother in World One Two, which is a sewer level where you can break through a certain wall and end up in a warp zone that leads you to a minus world. And uh, mm -hmm. it was just a, it's it's kind of cool. It was just I think for everybody for years always used to talk about on it was chat rooms and, and message boards and stuff that this was like a. This was like a secret, a secret world, but it's just a glitch in the system. And uh, that was so that was kind of cool. It, you know, you, you don't really I don't think you don't really win in that game in that level. But it was kind of neat that that level one, two contains the portal to the Mushroom Kingdom. So it was like a secret entrance, which I thought was kind of neat. Mm -hmm. No, I don't know if you know. I mean, I you I, obviously, when you like if you're watching the movie, you see him and once they go to like the first thing and then they go to the flooding and then they fall down like the sewer hole 
yeah, I mean, this is obvious. It's not really an Easter egg or a reference, or it's more of a reference, but it's still cool. It mm. plays like a mm. light piano of like the music. And I thought that was like so cool. And I was like, oh my God, because it's like, it sounds so nice in that like modern Mario. And I just, you know, you don't really hear that often unless, you know, you go in the tunnel and it's just like, wow, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. But I thought that was really cool when I first saw it. Now there's a billboard that can be seen in the background in Brooklyn that features an advertisement for Hanafuda cards. Now this is going to blow your mind. Nintendo was originally founded in 1889 for the purpose of producing and selling handcrafted Hanafuda cards. And that's what Nintendo focused on um, up to like the 1970s when they started focusing on video games. But mm-hmm. they do continue still to produce cards in Japan and um, including seems like themes based off of Mario, Pokemon, Kirby. But that's kind of cool that it's one of those weird trivia facts that you see when it's like, what year was Nintendo founded? And I think, mo- and they usually put like three years, you know, 1960s, 1970s, 1980s. And then they put like 1880s and no one ever selects 1880s. And it's Nintendo's been around since 1889, but they were a card. They were a card company before then. So that was kind of <clears throat> cool that they have that. They have that in the back there to give it to it. So something that also, I guess going, this movie shows a lot of different things like relating to different games. And they're not really like all, not all of them are, you know, Easter eggs, but this one's kind of cool. It, it's um on Luigi's TV stand. Yep. Um, or yeah, they're both their TV stand, I guess. There's a Star Fox, if you know that, you know, that Fox with the spaceship. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. His spaceship is propped up on the TV stand. So if you Ooh. see it, he has like his spaceship and it's from the original Star Fox games. <laughs> and that's another cool. And I don't. Was a good franchise and stuff, and yeah. he was in everything. Like he's in everything. Nintendo, Star Fox. Yeah. So yeah, he's also the Mario's the referee then, in the original t- Mike Tyson's yeah. Punch Out too. Yeah. And then during the change, so he is? we get. Yeah, he's the referee that he counts the yeah he counts all the referee all the fights in um the original Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Oh really? Uh, I thought it was just even, some I random think, guy. I think even the original, but well, I mean they don't address him as Mario, but it's Mario, you know. But it's and, Mario, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then um, he's also, well, that's Dr. Mario, which is the, the Tetris knockoff that they had is Dr. Mario. And he's he's got like a, he's got a doctor's uh, coat and a stethoscope in there. Yeah. They didn't make any references to, uh, <laughs> to Dr. Mario. Um, but um, uh, it'd be pretty funny if they did. It would have been. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, now there's a, there's that training montage. So once Mario gets into once Mario and Luigi go into the Mushroom Kingdom, Mario ends up in with Princess Toadstool or Princess Peach, which is another thing that I think outside of I think outside of Japan, she's known as um, Princess Toadstool. But everywhere else, oh no, in in Japan, she's referenced as princess toadstool outside of japan she's referenced as princess peach so that's kind of that's kind of cool but um so she goes he goes to her castle and he's training with her and one of the things that she does is she does like the challenge course where she floats in it and that's that's a that's a reference to how she her special move in super mario brothers 2 um mario was 
I think Mario was really fast. Toad was really strong. Luigi could jump really high and Princess Toadstool or Princess Peach could float. And so that was kind of a... That was Wasn't kind of a Yoshi cool in that one? No, Yoshi ends up showing up in... Oh, in 64. Yeah, yeah. Well, he shows up in Super Mario World. Oh, I thought that which was... Is... Yeah, because Yoshi is... Yoshi's in Super Mario... Yeah, he's not... No, he's not in Mario 3. He's in Mario... Like, you know, Mario World. Um, Whatever Mario that is. There's been so many. Yeah. Yeah, that Mario game. Uh, the one that came out for the NES, Super NES. Um, there was another there was another one that I wanted to mention. So um, the brand of piano that Bowser, who is voiced by Jack Black, which I think I feel like the entire character of, of, of Bowser is basically an homage to Jack Black himself. Because oh, 100%. He, sings through, he sings through the whole movie. And Jack Black is very well known for his not only for being in a band. Uh, tenacious d but also just singing in all of his movies and stuff but he um he's playing the piano is ludwig von koopa which is the name mm-hmm. of the of the oldest koopa koopaling in mario 3 yeah yeah um but it's great because ludwig von koopa is a reference itself to ludwig von beethoven so it's kind of like it so it, cool. per- it works perfect it works perfect it's like a reference upon a reference and you know i don't know if that's another thing where like you would only notice it if you happen to notice that the name of the piano is ludwig von koopa so that was kind of neat mm-hmm. um now we do know that i actually had to lean over to you in the movie because mario ends up when he's fighting uh king um I almost called him King Kong Bundy, which is a wrestler. When he's fighting um, Donkey Kong, he he changes into a cat. And I mm-hmm. had to look over to you and I was like, is that a real thing? And you went, oh, yeah, that's a real thing. And uh, yeah. so I thought that was kind of neat. And then he gets Tanuki Mario as well, um, mm, which is the squirrel into yeah. the statue. Yeah. So that was kind of that was kind of neat that they did that. Um, I'm kind of glad that they they also had the they also had the magic flower. You know that let you throw fireballs, which I thought was mm-hmm. kind of cool. Uh, but they, they had that for Donkey Kong too. Yeah, but they didn't, and I like that they didn't overuse it in the movie. I no. thought it was, I thought it was kind of neat. It was just kind of like a little, like a little treat for that. But because uh, they I, made the power ups rare, like they were like rare items, like you know you couldn't just get them out of like a, a vending machine. You know you had to like find them and press yeah. the, you know, power block, which is cool because it's smart. Not, yeah, like you said, overusing it and. Um, I like that they had uh, so on the website that's shown at the end of the Mario Brothers plumbing commercial is uh, www.smbplumbing.com. And that's a real, real website. And a lot of times when movies put in websites or phone numbers, they'll actually do some kind of a recording or something where they'll they'll actually make the website real and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember for the Star Trek movie the new uh it's the jj abrams verse version of it uh if you went to like i think it was star trek.com or whatever it was it was it was just video of like people like welding together the spaceship the enterprise <laughs> and that was and that was kind of cool um they used to they have that with spider-man too homecoming like they on did, like oh they YouTube did channel on it like you know if you rewatch it there's a yeah. like a scene where he's showing tony oh yeah that's the right. youtube you video him. yeah and it's like um it's like spider boy or like spider swinger it's yeah. some like spider youtube channel and people would like look it up and the first thing that came up was like a youtube channel doing like 
Spider-Man like preview trailers and stuff. And <laughs> they used that YouTube channel for like Spider-Man trailers and leaks and stuff. It was pretty funny. They actually had for that show Lost that was out years ago that uh, a lot of people like they had um, the Dharma Initiative, I think was the name of the company. And the I think it was the Dharma Initiative or it might have been even the uh, the airline website. But I think if you went to the Dharma Initiative dot com, it was it was really interactive where like you could go in and like find clues. And it was this really cool like thing for a while that the website, whoever was doing the marketing for the website was great because they were putting in so many different different little hints for you to find and clues and little, you know, little Easter eggs and stuff for the show. And so that was kind of neat back then. So I always liked that. But I guess on this website, it gave you the business phone number. And the phone number was one nine two nine five five six two two four two seven four six, which spells out one nine two nine five five Mario. And oh, that's so cool! And then at the end of the film, if you called that number, it would play a recorded message from Luigi. So that's kind of cool that they kept up with that. So that would be something you'd have to notice as well. And you have to decode as well. Like you can't just know that. Like oh, this is this 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 Mario. You know, you have to kind of decode the message. Sure. Um, this isn't an Easter egg or a reference, but I do want to point out that Peaches, the song that uh, Jack Black sings as Bowser, actually <laughs> ended up debuting on the Billboard Hot 100. <laughs> I've heard um, they were going to nominate it for a Grammy. They were like, were you, like, I think they did invite Jack Black and he was like there. That's I was like, really when, how cool would that be if he just like sang? Like, what if he did that live? Just think about that. He was just sure. on the computer wearing mm-hmm. like a the Bowser suit that he does in the music video. That'd be awesome. I guess in the Punch Out Pizzeria, there's also uh, pictures of like Little Mac, Bear Hugger, Glass Joe, and Doc Lewis on the wall as well. Hmm. Which which is kind of makes sense because usually in a uh, like if you ever see if you ever see Rocky Balboa, which is the the yeah the old man like Rocky one, on, yeah. yeah. When he's in his restaurant, it's all pictures of like boxers that he faced. <laughs> and oh, really? Pictures, yeah. So I thought it was but, just pictures of him and like his family. Well, it's him and it's, I think it's, but it's all boxing pictures as well, like pictures. And that's kind of a lot of times when you go into a pizzeria or a shop that's based off of like something, you know, like I wouldn't want to say like a boxer's thing, but necessarily like anything sports or athletic related, you'll see a lot of pictures of like famous athletes and stuff like on the wall. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's when I, at Frank Pepe's, they have that. If you haven't gone to Frank Pepe's, go there. It's amazing. But they have like pictures of, frank pepe all over it. everything's like the creator the god the frank like everything's frank pepe um when they're doing the i guess it's the mario kart scene peach mm-hmm. is, peach is wearing the biking jumpsuit that debuted in the wii version of mario kart so oh. yeah she has that in every single mario kart game now oh yeah yeah she's like it, that's like the primary jumpsuit she never what rides in like her dress or anything it's just that's jumpsuit um, Something that is kind of weird, though, mm-hmm. is, you know, there's that star in the case. It's like, we're all going to die. And like, they're, they're yeah. all, it's all happy. That yeah. star is in, what is it? Mario Galaxy, I think. And it's like Rosalina's star. I don't know. That whole game was just stars. And I was like, why is this star like the main character? It's it was so bizarre because I was like, I've seen that star. And I was like that, you know, like that blue princess Rosalina. Mm hmm. I was like, that's her star. And I guess that's more of a reference to something, but it's like, you don't really know what it is. It's kind of just like, oh, you know, it's a star because that's Mario. But no, it's like, I think it's Rosalina's star. If it's not, it's just a, a star from like 
hmm. whatever, but okay. I don't know. It's really mysterious. Um, wow. Okay. That is weird. Um, Toad's monster truck uh, apparently makes the same noise as his horn does in Mario Kart 8. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, the 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 attention to detail is just it's amazing the stuff that they did uh mm-hmm. i think like the carts all the different carts and bikes that they have as gliders are all introduced in mario kart 7 i didn't even realize there was so many mario karts but i guess oh, they are just all yeah i guess they all are just uh you know whatever they're all just there they just keep updating it and stuff like that so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they do like deluxes they do like mario kart 8 mario kart 8 deluxe they do tons of stuff yeah Mm, it's crazy how many there are. Nice. Um, there's a construction site that has a sign with a picture of a super hammer on it. <laughs> so <that's laughs> I actually background. saw that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so. it's. I feel like the ending when all like the Mario people went into Earth. I guess mm-hmm. it was like I don't know. It was kind of like an overload of just everything. You know, it was like it, it just felt so unnatural, but yeah. it was good nonetheless. So there's some other items that Mario, you can notice when he walks by the antique shop. Um, they're items from Super Mario 3. Lakitos, uh, Lakitos, Lakitos Cloud. That's the white cloud with the smiley face on it. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. From the guy who pulls you back from in Mario Kart if you fall off. Yep. Uh, the hammer, which is the weapon Mario and Luigi use when they acquire the hammer suit. Mm-hmm. Um, the music box that they use to make the enemy sleep when you're on the map. Oh um, yeah, it can. Uh, th- I guess there's a P wing as well, which is there's the red wing with the P inside, mm-hmm. and uh, that is you know it gives Mario the ability to fly permanently throughout. Like he doesn't lose it unless he gets hit. Then there's the P switch, which uh, is a blue block with the white P on it, and yep. that um, all the brick blocks from the area are turned into coins and vice versa so that's kind of yeah the cool. pal yeah yeah so that's kind of cool that uh they threw those in that's that's like that was very reminiscent of the antique shop in back to the future 2 where mm-hmm. it was he goes in and he, she goes if you're interested in dust we have a quaint little piece from the 1980s it's called the dustbuster and then when you look in there it's it's all stuff from like the 1980s which is kind of cool you know and that's where marty buys the uh gray sports almanac so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It says here that the DK rap from the battle when he's like basically his walk-up song is actually um, it's composed from the like, guys who made the music in Donkey Kong 64. Mm-hmm. So the guys from that old game like in 2000 created this song. So they created all of Donkey Kong's music. Yeah. They came back for it, which is pretty funny. Mm. Mario's playing Kid Icarus. On the uh, original Nintendo Entertainment System, I had that game, Kid Icarus. <laughs> what was it even about? Was it like a Greek thing? Like, a um, it's based off thing? of a Greek. Yeah, it's based off of the Greek uh, story of Icarus, but uh, it's just a. It's basically just another, you know, was another Nintendo game where you're going around looking for like treasures and stuff like that. But that's that's kind of funny that he's playing an actual video game. I mean, I don't know. What else he would have been playing? I mean, I it would to me it would have been even great if he was playing like Spy Hunter. I don't even know if you even know what Spy Hunter is. That's I don't, game. but that was a great game. I mean, it was, it was, or oh, it would have been so. It would have been awesome. Like thinking back to all the games that we had on the Nintendo and just some of the ones that were like really frustrating. Like 
it would have been really funny if you seen him play like paperboy paperboy was like the hardest freaking game back in the day it was so <laughs> bad and uh yeah i only i actually i've never i never completed it because i was terrible at it but i watched like a video of like somebody who did like a, a complete run through of it and the ending is just like okay like the kid gets off of his friggin his bike and he's like yay i'm all done and it was kind of stupid so i thought yeah. he was playing dig dug at the beginning because i like it just looked like that if you've ever heard of that even you oh, yeah, have you heard of dig, dig dug? dug of course i've heard of dig dug but yeah i thought he was playing that and i was like it kind of looks familiar with like the space looking mm. guy and like the the animals or whatever in the game um now you know about how in mario kart when he flies off the rainbow road i was just about to talk of that yeah I was oh you just, were okay yeah Go ahead. but no i mean that's like the famous shortcut because the hardest map in the game if you fell off you ended up getting first place it was so dumb mm-hmm. it's still like that but it's you know it's just yeah. a shortcut that i guess you got to learn from just being bad at the game because you fall off so frequently and you realize, oh, this guy isn't pulling me back up. And then you just fall first place right back onto the road. It's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> I remember always playing that game with my babysitter back when I was like five and I'd always do that. Sure. Just falling right off. Um, of course, one of the I would say this is more of a reference is when he tries to go to the Pe- Princess Peach's castle. They say the princess is in another castle. That's from. <laughs> Every level up until level eight of the original Super Mario Brothers, where you would rescue basically a toad. And uh, I, I guess it's a toad. It's not the toad. It's a toad. But you would rescue a toad and, and they would and toad would say, thank you, Mario. But our princess is in another castle. And then eventually you got to the eighth level and you beat Bowser and then you got to, you know, rescue Princess Peach. So that was kind of that was kind of neat. It says here. That in the wedding at the end, mm-hmm. there's um, we see the you know that giant bomb with the mustache. Yeah, that's apparently King Bob Bomb. Bomb was the f- yeah Bomb. He was the first enemy or boss in Luigi's Man or Super Mario sixty four, and it's oh really you know, yeah, and he's the main antagonist of or, and King Boo is the main antagonist. I don't even know if we saw King Boo, but that guy, the King, the mustache bomb was yeah the first boss you ever fight in Mario 64, which is pretty funny. Like, I'm trying to remember, is there, is there a point in the movie where the, like, bullet, is it bullet? Yeah, bullet, bullet bill. Uh, bullet no. Bill? And what is it? Does he, does he have bullet bill, like, go, he goes up, follow me, and then bullet bill, like, follows him? Yeah, that was when, I think, Bowser shot at, like, that giant cannon, and Mario yeah. was, like, he fell through the t- t- tunnel, and oh, then he blew right. it up, remember? Bill, yeah, that's right. So that's, and then he blew it up. So that's kind of a reference to the fact that they the bullet bill would follow you. Is um, it bullet bill? Um, yeah, it's bullet bill. Yeah, because it's it's not. I feel like it has another name. No, I think it's bullet bill. I think it is bullet bill. Yeah. Um, but that I liked is kind of it, it followed him around, and then mm-hmm. but that's more that's, like that's that's, that's more like the ghosts, the booze. Yeah, the booze follow you around, and then when you turn and look at them, they stop. So that was kind of you know. That um, was like with Bullet Bill and Mario Kart. It follows the track. Like you can literally throw your controller across the room, and Bullet Bill would just fly through like the track for you and hit everybody. And it's the most annoying thing. And that's what mm. I thought of when I saw Far and Mario. I was just like, that's what always happens in Mario Kart if you were to play it. Mm. But it's really helpful once you get it. Annoying when someone else gets it, but great when you get it. Um, Mario doesn't use the Fire Flower, but you did say you talked about Donkey Kong using it. 
and then yeah, Peace was... also uses it. So yeah, I never really saw Donkey Kong using it though. I think like, he's he uses game. it at the, he uses it in the final battle. I think after in they, the movie in the game in the movie in the movie. No, no, I'm saying in the game. Like oh, I've never game? seen. Oh no, well I like don't a know. Fire Donkey Kong before. Yeah, no, I don't know if. Um, I mean, unless is unless like you can. Is there an oh, ability gee. to do that in Super Smash Brothers? Maybe. Uh, I you can get the flower, but it doesn't like change your skin. You can just get it and like it sprays fire. Oh, okay. But it's not like a. You know, it doesn't change your appearance or anything. Like, there's no Donkey Kong style in that game. Like, yeah. yeah so, if I look up a picture of Fire Donkey Kong, yeah. all of the pictures that come up are the ones from the movie. Nothing else is, mm. you know. Oh, it's yeah. Bomber Bill. Bomber yeah, Bill, I, not Bullet Bill. Yeah, it's yeah. Bomber Bill. I thought it was yeah. Bullet Bill. I, I've i heard both. I knew. Yeah, because yeah, now it says, I'm looking at these two. I'm cheating everybody. I'm looking at these two things, and one of them says Bomber Bill, and then the next one says Bullet Bill. So, I guess either or is fine. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, either one works. You get the same ammo. Yeah. So that's. Uh... Oh, and then they it, they have the yeah it mentions here about the Rainbow Road where Donkey Kong explodes Koopa General's big cart. He emerges with the flying blue shell, <laughs> and that's a oh. Uh, no, that's you a finish. new one. That's like a newer Mario Kart one because I think the original Mario Kart they didn't have that. They didn't have that. They just had the regular shells that knocked that like blew up your your mm-hmm. your cart. And they have the red shell which automatically targets the guy in front of you. They didn't yeah. use that though. I mean, this I don't is know why I don't would. like playing Mario Kart because it's like because <laughs> you're seriously you're you're running around you're winning and then like some clown from the back hits you and it's all over with. I don't like that. But th- th- remember going back to that star, it was a Luma creature from Super Mario Galaxy. So I, was, I guess I was right. Hmm. But a Luma creature. Did you whatever that um, did you play that Super Mario Galaxy? I didn't I know. I, um, I had it on the Wii and I think I like me and dad. We did the one when like you're while. running around on like a world and like the world. Yeah. Like, so, yeah like a big weird. circle. Yeah. yeah and it's good. like it's like a basically a giant treadmill it was Mm -hmm. i I didn't love it it was just kind of okay and like you went around collecting stars and like giving them to like rosalina and it was like cool i love just doing stuff and not even like fighting anybody like you just ran around the whole time there was nothing that's just my experience but i mean i don't really love the game i don't think i even beat it Hmm. but um did you did you kind of like laugh when mario wakes up to mr blue sky Yes. Yeah. Why is that funny, Chase? Because I loved that song in Guardians of the Galaxy. And who's in Guardians of the Galaxy? Chris Pratt. And who does Chris Pratt, Pratt play? Mario. <laughs> so that's kinda... and it was like they had to use it. They were like, oh, you know, Chris Pratt has this other song from this other movie that was somewhat <laughs> popular. Uh, I love that. That was that was really funny for me um hearing that because not only is it a fun and that actually you know like that song kind of was lost in time i feel like until yeah, guardians yeah. 2 came out and that was that's one of the it's things a great song about, well that's one of the things i loved about the guardians movies is that the the soundtracks were brought a lot of good songs a lot of good music like out of retirement almost and yeah. so now they're like they're kind of hitting you know they were hitting the charts or whatever again so and i think um uh, is there any other ones that you want to mention or anything? Because I have one last one, I think, to wrap it up. It might be the one that you have as well. But go ahead. I don't know if you have any more. Um, I mean, I, I don't really have any other ones. I'll let you 
say our last one, and I'll say if I have anything that relating to that one. But all right, well, the last one shot. I can, the last one I can think of that is obviously it's the post credit scenes because now every movie has to have a post credit scene, <laughs> and of course in the post credit scene there's a white spotted green egg breaking itself, and mm-hmm. nothing comes out of it, but I think we all know what's going to come out of it. Mm-hmm. And that the would one be and only Yoshi. That's right, Yoshi. So I was just going to say that, but I didn't yeah. want to <laughs> say I'm, it. Well, there was another cool one, too, is that I guess Toad is the only one of the Toad species not wearing the same color hat and vest. So, like, Toad was like a special Toad. <laughs> he was the Toad. Not he was, a Toad. He's the Toad. He's the Toad, yes. The Toad. And, of course, uh, Toad is spoke by... Toad is voiced by the great Keegan-Michael Key. And if anybody knows who he is, he's an amazing comedic actor and... Um, you know, one of the stars of Key and Peele, which was a show on Comedy Central for a while. It'd be funny if Peele wasn't in it as like anybody, <laughs> and they have yeah. like a duel and something. That'd be yeah, funny. he's too busy directing horror movie franchises that are making millions of dollars. But <laughs> I mean, the the voice cast on this alone too was great. I mean, you had Fred Armisen, yeah. Seth Rogen, you had uh, Charlie Day was as Luigi. I mean, Charlie Day is perfect as Luigi. Chris Pratt, Jack Black. Anna Taylor Joy. I mean, just awesome. I loved it. I mean, we went to see it. Um, I had heard good things about it. I wasn't, but I was like, you know what? I'd be cool if it was fun. If it was fun and entertaining, I would have been fine. I left that going. That was a freaking great movie. I know. Like, we left really... that like amazed. We were yeah. like, oh my God. Because we were like considering going to it. We were like, man. Yeah, it was kind of one of those that we were like, should we go see it? And I think when I asked you when it came out, I was like, do you want to go see it? And you were like, nah, whenever I see it, I'll see it. And yeah. then like, all your friends saw it and you were like, and then the I was like, to not no. see it. And we were like, I guess we have to go see it. And then we went to see it and we walked out. And we were like, that was a great friggin' movie. And it was like, we had the whole theater. There was like one, there was like a dad and a son there and it was mm-hmm. just us. So it was like, we had the whole theater to ourselves. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And it was, it was early in the morning. What was it? Like 11. We got there at like 1045. Yeah. Well, right. It was just you and me that went too. Yeah. Cause right. I, I had nothing to do. And then you yeah. were like, Oh, well, Mario. It was like, wasn't it like, did we go to like see? We saw Spider Verse like I think like a week before or a week after. Yeah, that that's like, why. And that, I didn't and that was everybody was in that movie theater. Yeah, we yeah, went yeah. like we went to that one like by ourselves and yeah, it was wait, great. Was that oh, Spider Verse? Yeah. <laughs> I told you. I said if we no get in wait there and... no it was Guardians before that. Yeah, uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. But I I think I said to you I go if if we go in there and there's no other people in there you're gonna sit away from me. <laughs> <laughs> And you still, and then I was like, no, you better sit next to me because I know I'm going to have questions for you. So, which you did, but I did. I mean, not very, but you not very everything. many. You answered everything. So, but that's cool. I mean, I just, I, I love that Peaches song, I, just like everybody else. You, you loved it, dude. You were laughing. I, well, because I, you were giggling in the theater. It was funny. Yeah, but you have to understand that. I mean, I've followed Jack Black for a long time. I love yeah, the yeah. guy. I think he's, he's, and not only that, but like his TikTok and his Instagram, like his social media is amazing. Like he's he's just uh, he's such an entertainer. And I love that. And and of course, it's the stupidity of it just being like, peaches, 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 peaches. Like he just says the same phrase over and over again. And that to me is great. So that's why I love it. But yeah, I mean, great movie. Solid. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know. I I'm not going to rate it. But no, I think it's a, it's available on, I think a few options now, whether it's just you can get it on prime. I think you could probably order it on, uh, on demand as well. So if you haven't seen the super Mario brothers movie, check it out. I'm um, sorry that we spoiled a lot for you, but uh, 
we really didn't tell you the whole outline of the movie. I mean, I'm sure you could follow it. It's probably not that difficult to understand what happens in the movie. So, but, I mean, it's uh, a Mario movie. So. It's a Mario movie, yeah. But, uh, Chase, do you want to plug anything? Is there anything you're interested in uh, <laughs> telling the world about or what? I mean, I'm going to go plug. Um, there's this ramen place that I really like. It's called Tori Giro. It's in um, Arsenal Yards in Watertown or there where? Are, no, there, Yeah, there, there are there are other Torajiros as well. Yeah, so. yeah, but it's really good. Go there, great ramen, yes. great food, mm-hmm. great uh, skewers. Get their skewers. Oh my god, their meat meatball skewers um, are amazing. <laughs> I mean, that's it. I don't really have any personal stuff. So yeah. All right. Well, if you happen to be on, uh, if you happen to be playing Fortnite ever, and you see Moldy Nacho, that. <laughs> That's uh, hashtag Chase. So, uh, Chase, thank you so much for joining me. And um, it's always a pleasure to have you on. And I hope to do this again sometime for maybe another bit. And uh, eventually we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do maybe we'll, we'll do some trivia questions with you or something one day. Cool. Or maybe I'll just have you tell me all about your uh, days in high school. What do you think? Either one works. I don't know if I want to talk about school out of school, though. All that right. could get annoying. I hear you. All right, buddy. <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate it. Love you. All righty. Love you too. Bye. Bye bye. I would like to welcome in right now my guest co-host for the week. He is the host of Linking Up Luchadors or Luchas on the North South or the North South Connection, excuse me. And you can hear him on everything else. He does about 185,000 podcasts on the North South Connection. Of course, I am talking about my brother from another mother and the man from down under. Well, not really down under, but in the deep south, Logan Croson. How are you doing today, Logan? Uh, you just said probably the most Boston things in a row, brother, mother, uh, under. So I, I'm I'm all in already. So <laughs> glad to be here. You, know, you do enjoy the Boston accent. I think is uh, almost as much as Jen does from uh, Jenny position. But uh, yeah, see, yeah, see, we talk like this down here. So hearing another accent is uh, entertaining to us. So. Well, <laughs> you know, it, it's interesting you bring it up because I actually talked to my cousin Brad from South Carolina yesterday oh, wow. for a little bit. Yeah, so it is. Uh, don't I? I I got a little Southern in me, uh, I got you. you know, the, the, the Boston accent beats out most of the Southern accent, but mm. I mean, it's, I, let's just put it this way. I enjoy a good grit every now and then. So, you know, I got you. Yeah. big fan of grit. So, <laughs> so, you know, and, and how's everything with you? Everything's going great. Uh, yeah, you know, it's kind of getting towards the end of the week, so I'm looking forward to the weekend. But uh, yeah, the week's been good so far. Um, Everybody's but... working yeah. for the weekend. Exactly. That's uh, that was for the, for the longest time. That was like my, you know, how you have like on your Twitter page, you have like you, you can put something about yourself. Mm-hmm. That was the thing I said. It was just always working for the weekend. Yeah, gotcha. you know? that's a good thing to do. Weekends it are is. fun. So. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, Logan, I want to talk to you about something that has been bugging me for a while. And uh, this all kind of stemmed from, uh, I guess I should give you a little background. My brother and I live together, and we are always sitting together in the morning and then usually in the evening watching television. We do love to watch Jeopardy. And a lot of times when news stories of either sports or anything that comes up, we have a very spirited debate on this. And when the live tour was announced, the, the obviously the golf tour that took place for in multiple countries across the world, uh, that was, I believe, arranged by the Saudi Arabian depart, uh, go, uh, government, mm-hmm. we started talking about how some of the athletes went there. Uh, most notably is former PGA star Phil Mickelson. Mm-hmm. And Phil Mickelson, while his contract was never revealed, reports indicate 
that the six-time major winner received about $200 million to leave the PGA Tour and join the upstart league of the Tour. So that leads that begs the question, what did the PGA offer Tiger Woods to not leave? And now this is going to be our conspiracy corner. So I want everybody to know if I had an ability to throw in some spooky music, I would right here. Probably the Unsolved Mysteries theme I would throw in. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> but what do you think? Now, I have a couple of notes here about Tiger Woods. Woods has roughly earned about $1.8 billion during his pro golf career, including a PGA Tour record $121 million in prize money. So I guess that means he made a lot of money from the PGA, but he probably would have made, I mean, if they gave Phil Mickelson $200 million, God, what do you think Liv offered? Because they had to offer Tiger Woods something, right? Yeah, no, I, I think the I think the uh, number that is out there that's kind of been leaked or, you know, uh, I guess conspiracy upon is they offered him nine hundred million dollars to go over there. And pick off of them, so. All right. Um, so yeah. the live tour offered him nine hundred million dollars, allegedly. What the hell did the PGA tour offer him in response to say, don't do it? Because, again, it wouldn't have been something I almost feel like. Although Phil Mickelson did play most of, you know, most of the tour, but yeah. I would assume that like Phil Mickelson's kind of like almost like an ambassador level for that organization. And I would, I would assume Tiger Woods would have done the same. So mm-hmm. what do you think? Like, let's just speculate here. Let's just kind of guesstimate or whatever. $900 million from live. Do you think that the PGA offered him something in the realm of that, or even just, you know, offered him like a new I mean, he he gets his own contracts with other companies. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine they offered him a new car or a new house yeah. or anything <laughs> like that. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? You have any thoughts? I mean, I think deep down he's probably just a golf purist and he just doesn't like the idea of it. But mm. my thing is, is maybe, you know, he got so ruined by the cheating scandal and all that from uh, however many years ago, that was probably 13, 14 years ago at this point yeah. um, when he cheated on his wife and he mm-hmm. got kind of leaked that he was uh, sleeping around mm-hmm. with a lot of mm-hmm. different people. Um, yep. So, and, and that kind of somewhat ruined him for a little bit. He's kind of rebuilt some of his image in like winning the masters a few years ago, really sure. kind of got him back into like the golf uh, echelon and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. Maybe they have more dirt on him uh, mm. about some stuff like that. I mean, he's not married again, so I guess it's really not that promiscuous or whatever. But maybe they have something else that could like ruin him. Because I think- mean, mm. I mean, he's made he's made so much money, so he doesn't really need the nine hundred million. But like, you don't even really have to play, like you said, Phil Mickelson. He, he plays, but like, he's more of like an ambassador or like right. A, spokesperson because he really talks well about it and you know that's kind of his role i guess with live he plays but he's more of like a spokesperson kind of thing so i kind of speculate that but maybe that's yeah, what it happened <laughs> but i kind of like i kind of like your idea about about him being like a golf purist and mm. also i mean it couldn't have it couldn't have helped that he got into that terrible car accident you know just a oh, yeah, few years ago which Quite frankly, I know I know for a fact now that one of the things that hinders him a lot is when he plays at a golf club that he can't use a cart with mm-hmm, because he's yeah. not allowed to ride the cart anywhere. So he has to walk. And I think the was it the Masters this year or was it I forget which tournament it was this year, but we were watching him and you could literally see him like wincing in pain every time he had to walk from like 
hole to hole because he just mm-hmm. can't do it anymore. He's still, you know, he's still in a lot of pain, I think, from that. So, I mean, I, I would I would be willing to believe that it, even though he would have had kind of an ambassadorship for them, for the live tour, I don't think they would have said like, we're going to give you $900 million and you just have to show up, shake a, you know, shake some babies, kiss some hands and then, you know, walk out. So I'm sure that he had to do something and maybe it was, maybe he, I know it was a big deal. I mean, but I always found it interesting anyway, that the PGA didn't pay players to do. It was only the winnings that you got from the tournaments. And I didn't know that actually before this all kind of came up. And I said, you mean they don't get any money? And I was informed (laughs) by my brother who was a golf fan said no. And now I think live and PGA are going to merge because I think PGA realized that they're, you know, they're kind of shit out of luck at this point. So they have to kind of, you know, and now the players are going to get paid what they get, what they should be getting paid. I mean, I think that's, that's ridiculous that they don't pay, that they weren't paying their, professional athletes to play for the tour i mean all that money it's almost like they were treating the pg the professional golf players like they were college basketball players (laughs) and and now college basketball students can get money so from endorsements and stuff so i agree that uh you know it probably should have been i would say it would be a good idea for him to stick around and maybe fight the good fight on the pga tour maybe yeah, I mean, I, you know, him and Rory seem to be the real ones against uh, Liv, and it's good. Mm. It's good for PGA to have somebody like Rory that stands up for it and is a real purist about the game and everything like that. Sure. Um, but at the same time, like you said, they they deserve to get paid. Um, you know, maybe not nine hundred million dollars, but no. uh, they deserve to get some kind of compensation. <laughs> you know, because sometimes they get hurt, sometimes they're out for a little bit, and you know that they should be able to. Yeah. Rest easy knowing that they don't have to play every tournament to be able to get any winnings because like, somebody like Tiger, you know, he makes enough off of endorsements. He's fine. He's played for a long time. He's won a ton of tournaments, like you said. So he's fine. But, you know, some of these younger guys that, you know, may not necessarily qualify for everything or are kind of just up and comers starting to make cuts and mm. uh, kind of be towards the top of the leaderboard in some of these tournaments um, definitely deserve to be compensated something. I mean, you know. <laughs> But now I do, I, I will say, I do like the idea of what dirt do they possibly have on Tiger? You know, that they said they went, excuse me, sir. We have dirt on you. We have dirt on your family. We have dirt on everybody that you've been involved with. I mean, could there be, could there be possible dirt on say Tiger involved with somebody who may not be in the legal sense, so to speak, you know, hint, hint, wink, wink. Is it possible that there was something that was said or done that was during his time with the PGA tour? Hmm. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, there's a, you know, we know he cheats. We know he, we know he's a bit of a, uh, an alley cat or a tomcat. <laughs> you will. So is it possible that tiger woods has just dipped his ink in a little too many, uh, you know, or he's dipped his, his pen and his quill in too many ink wells, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, you know, he is he's a very uh, promiscuous man, of course, uh, <laughs> as he has he had all those affairs back in the day. So it could be something with some kind of, you know, sexual impropriety or something to that, uh, that idea. I would hope he didn't do anything like illegal, per se, but yeah. uh, maybe he slept with the wrong person or uh, had mm. relations with somebody that uh, may have been able to benefit him in some kind of way or something to that uh, that uh kind of area of of, of something but uh, mm-hmm. uh yeah i mean i don't know I, maybe he 
maybe he bet on tournaments or something like that, and uh, that they they could like uh, expose him that's for that. Possible. Yeah, kind of going down the uh, the Michael Jordan route, mm-hmm. where they got some good, they got some dirt on him. And they said, "Listen, pal, we know what you're doing, but instead of keeping you out of basketball." We're going to keep you in basketball. You know, instead of keeping you out of golf, they're going to keep him in golf. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's also the possibility that maybe he was involved with another player's wife or another mm-hmm. player's girlfriend. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to say I don't want to besmirch the name of Phil Mickelson's wife, but there's a possibility there. You know, mm-hmm. they've been kind of rivals for a long time. And as we all know, one of the best ways to uh, I think it was from the movie, <laughs> the uh, the campaign mm-hmm. where Will Ferrell said, you get my son to call you dad. I fuck your wife right there. <laughs> so maybe that's what it is. Maybe he got maybe Phil Mickelson beat him one too many times or did something one too many times. And he went, you beat me on the golf course. Turn the page. I fuck your wife. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> it's definitely a possibility. Um, But yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to go with he's a uh, golf purist and he didn't do anything wrong, but uh, <laughs> right. turning right. down I'll $900 million is uh, all right. I'll let you go on that. 900 million. <laughs> That's amazing. See, I knew, I knew asking you this question would lead to amazing revelations because I did not know it was $900 million. How do you turn that down? Ooh. I mean, considering yeah, I mean, that, I mean, you've seen how they fly on the uh, what's it, Air Air Arabia or the United mm-hmm. Air Emirates Air or whatever. They got those mm-hmm. nice suites that they give people in. I mean, shit, he would have been living more luxury, I guess. I don't know. Maybe he would have had one of those entire buildings at that uh, that resort that they have that looks like the planet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. In the UAE. Yeah. So I don't know. That's amazing. But uh well, that uh, I mean, with the conspiracy on that, I think we can we could probably close the book on this, that we're going to say Tiger Woods turned down whatever money Liv was offering him because he is a golf purist and he is a he is the student of the game and he rewrites the book on the game every time he steps out on the golf course. Mm-hmm. And he's just a red blooded American and doesn't like the Saudis. <laughs> America. Yeah, America. <laughs> Fuck yeah, America. Right. He has gun racks on the back of his Buicks and. <laughs> He has a bald eagle uh, tattooed on his back. <laughs> he's got a bald eagle tattoo, and he's got a tattoo of of uh, Reagan riding a Tyrannosaurus threat with a machine gun. That's what he's got. He's Merco, yeah. So, all righty. That's awesome. So, Logan, now I want to play a special game with you today, as I like to play games with all of my co-hosts. And I, I had asked you to send me an email of your top 16 favorite things and it was various items such as your favorite food or your favorite drink and um, favorite movie favorite song and while you did not disappoint with most of it you disappointed with a couple of things because you gave me like two movies you didn't give me a book that you read and things like that so (laughs) I had to play around with it because the reason why is this is the newest hottest game show called this or that. And what I'm doing is I split everything up. 16 specific things that are your favorites mm-hmm. that I have randomized into a tournament bracket. And we are going to get down to the nitty gritty and find out what is your favorite blank. Now, the rules <laughs> of this are simple. I am going to give you two of your favorite things. And you are going to have to tell me which one you cannot live without. Gotcha. So you are losing one of these gotcha. forever. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just, I want you to understand you are losing them forever. You are never going to be allowed to do whatever it is ever again. Gotcha. Okay. 
All right. So <laughs> I, and I randomized these, I had asked you 16 specific questions and I randomized them out into a bracket. And we have starting with the first seed. It is your favorite alcoholic drink, a strawberry daiquiri mm-hmm. going up against one of your favorite movies, the breakfast club. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> I do love a strawberry daiquiri. I really do. You can do. take your time on this. Um, I'm going to have to go with the breakfast club. Uh, maybe a oh. little bit of an upset there, but All right, I do so love gonna... a strawberry daiquiri, but that's one of my favorite movies. So. All right. So yeah, you're going to keep the breakfast club. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. All right. All right. Now we're going to go down to the, we'll go down to the number six and number 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, number six was your favorite band. Which was Shine Down. I went with Shine Down only because I figured you also had mentioned your favorite solo artist is Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, you're really into his new stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a lot of new songs that I really enjoy. So um, that's definitely hey, I but I figured that might be Shine Down to me sounds like something you were a fan of when younger. Oh, so yeah, it's absolutely. like it's like you've been they're engrossed in your body, so you have that. So 100. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're gonna have to pick either Shine Down. Or your favorite dinner meal, which is really good pasta. <laughs> Fuck, man, that's that's rough. Uh, <laughs> um, well, damn. Um, I do love me some shine down, but some of the best pastas I've ever had in my life are some of my favorite meals. So I'll go with pasta. Oh, you got- <laughs> I, i'm a big guy i like to eat so <laughs> yeah, you your favorite meal over your favorite band that's amazing <sighs> all right i'll give it to you all right okay really good so, pasta is hard to beat so <laughs> it is really it, it, that, this much is true having just been in italy this much is true mm-hmm. um okay so i asked you what your favorite wrestling match of all time was mm-hmm. and you said it was michaels versus the undertaker in the hell in the cell bad blood 1997 mm-hmm. going up against <laughs> I love this because this is so fucking mean. Uh-huh. <laughs> Your favorite sport, and I said college football. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm from a college town. Yeah, um, and that's pretty much you know, if you want to do something in this town, we have a movie theater and we have Mississippi State. So uh, Mississippi State is ingrained in me. I've been to a hundred games of all the different sports. So I'm gonna have to go with college football. All right, I will get. I will let you go with college. Oh God, this one! I don't even want to do this one now. <laughs> oh, your favorite professional wrestler is Shawn Michaels mm-hmm. versus your favorite sports team, Mississippi State. Oh, sorry, sorry, heartbreak kid. Got to go, Mississippi <laughs> State. Oh man, that one's brutal. brutal. So sorry, man. All I feel like red, an asshole All the now. Red Heart fans are like, Mark. <laughs> yep, you are, but what can you do? Okay, I'm going to go with your other favorite movie, which is my favorite movie of all time, Back to the Future. So respect respect on both of your movies, I might add. Because, yeah. I mean, I my Breakfast Club is, I think, my is my brother's favorite movie. And uh, he can recite that sight unseen from start to finish. <laughs> so, so can I. Um, so we have Back to the Future, Going up against your favorite breakfast food, a breakfast burrito. And I think I know where this is going to go. Uh, yeah, I'm going back to the future there. So. Yeah, you, you have to go to back to the future. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on now. Yeah, isn't, right. it, isn't it ironic that both of my favorite movies came out eight years before I was born? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a great year, you know. 
Yeah. It really was. I mean, that was that's I think 85 is one of the best is one of the better years. Mm-hmm. 89 is a great year. 94. I had this I had this discussion with friends all the time of like it's almost like the wrestling discussion where you pick the best year in wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's like movies is the same thing. It's like 85, 89, 94. Yep. 94 is not one of the best years in wrestling, but it's the best year in one of the best years in movies. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. Definitely not mm-hmm. the best years in wrestling for sure. <laughs> no. All right. So we have your favorite late night snack, which is ice cream mm-hmm. going. And is there a particular flavor of ice cream or just any? Uh, well, we talked about it on the Saturday night call the other night. There's that uh, bluebell butter crunch flavor. Oh, I really like that. Right. So that was yeah, you were eating probably. at the end. Of- oh, yes. That stuff drives me. <laughs> yeah. That's like the new thing I love now is that new um it's the new flavor from Ben and Jerry's. It's the it's the Boston cream pie or oh, something like that. I it's like Boston Boston B-O-S-S-I-N, Boston uh-huh. cream pie. It's fantastic. So you have ice cream, perhaps the favorite flavor of your choice, butter crunch, going up against your favorite song, you only get what you give by the new radicals. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I, I do really like that song, but I'm going to go with ice cream. I do. I do okay. love, love a good cup of ice cream. So, all right. So I can see where your heart lies is, is food and movies. And <laughs> it is. It's food, movies and, and Mississippi. I State. I, I'm a huge wrestling fan, so I, I didn't take either wrestling thing. So that's no, that's me, true. But, yeah. But. OK. Um. All right. So I got I think I have two left. Yeah. yeah. Yep, and I have a okay. So this is going to be your favorite professional athlete, which you said is Dak Prescott, going up against your favorite sandwich, which is a club sandwich. I do love a good club. Um, I went to college with Dak, so uh, he had classes with me and stuff. So um, I'm going to go with Mr. Prescott. He, nice. he gave me some of my favorite college memories. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I can appreciate that. And last but not least, we have your favorite non-alcoholic drink, which is Dr. Pepper, uh, going up against your favorite television show, which is that 70s show. Oh, shit. That's rough. (laughs) Um, I have a Dr. Pepper every day, uh, so I'm going to go with Dr. Pepper. (laughs) Okay. All right. So Dr. Pepper. All right. Cool. All right. So we got the first round out of the way. (laughs) The Breakfast Club or College Football? Oh, Keithy, you're killing me. Um, <laughs> now remember, go. you can't. You can still pick Mississippi State. I will allow Mississippi State if you if you choose to get rid of college football. Yeah, see, we're Mississippi State is better at college baseball, and that's what we won our oh. national championship in. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna. I'm still gonna go with college football, but it was. It's close. It's closer than right. uh, it might would be otherwise. Okay. How about Back to the Future or Dak Prescott? <laughs> uh, Back to the Future. <laughs> I do love Dak, but not that much. Uh, I'm going to say, I think I know the answer to this one, is Dr. Pepper and ice cream. Um, can I say Dr. Pepper ice cream? Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, you know no, what? I'm just, mm. I'm just playing. No, I'm going to go Dr. Pepper. Okay. You really have a Dr. Pepper every day, huh? I really do. Do you warm it up like uh, Charles, uh, uh, Christopher Walken did in uh, Blast from the Past? <laughs> I, I do not. <laughs> and the last one on this is Mississippi State or a really good pasta dinner. Uh, I do love a good pasta dinner, but uh, Mississippi State has my heart, okay. so I'll go for it. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Moving on. All right. Now we're in the, in the semifinals. We have college foosball 
or Back to the Future? Are you going to kill both movies with your football love? I, I am not. I will go with uh, Back to the Future. Oh, I love here. it. Oh, I love it. I'm so proud of you, Logan. I'm so proud of you. Um, and are we going to go with college football? But it has given me a ton of heartbreak at the same time. So, and Back to the Future <laughs> never gives you heartbreak. Now, are you a fan of both sequels as well? I do, yeah. I really like the second one, and I, I like the third one, but it, it, it's slower to me than the other two, I guess. Uh, I so. have I have gone on record many times saying that Back to the Future, the first one, is a near perfect movie, mm-hmm. and the only thing that hurts it is the sequels, because <laughs> then you start getting into wonkiness. But yeah, yeah, I yeah. think that the first movie is a perfect movie. Um, I I actually met bob gale who was one of the writers of the movie at comic-con the first year i went and i was i was more giddy about meeting him than i was about when we met john favreau and i was so giddy to meet john favreau but i was like above the world to meet bob gale it was insane i was like you have no idea that movie is like my entire life so yeah and (laughs) he was he was just like okay he he pulled a grooney he said you know what the lines needs to move next Yeah, he pulled a he pulled a Mick Foley and actually no, he out. actually sat and talked to me for a while. So that's gonna <laughs> really that's gonna piss off Grooney so bad. <laughs> One of my heroes actually sat and talked to me for a while. Yeah, you bastard. <laughs> yeah. And I will say, is it a Dr. Pepper or Mississippi Mississippi State? Uh, I'll go Mississippi State. All right. So we have a fi- we have a hell of a final here. We have your favorite uh, sports team. Versus your favorite movie, what do you choose? It's tough, but like I said, uh, Mississippi State's pretty much been a huge part of my life for most of it. Uh, Back to the Future has also been a big part of my life. Seen it a hundred times, love it. Uh, we'll never, we'll never not stop on it if it's on TV. But I will go with Mississippi State because, uh, and there it's it tough. I, I hate to do it, but no, nope. um, <laughs> there it is. But, um, yeah, like, I've been going to football games, basketball games, baseball games. I've gone to tennis matches, softball wow. games, all kinds of stuff. So. And now, I mean, and, and I, I, I'm going to I'm gonna ask the stupidest question of all time. You went to Mississippi, correct? Yes, I went to, I went to college there, yes. I sure did. <laughs> so that's and, – and that's in your hometown? Like, Yeah, I've lived wow. here my whole life. So, um, yeah, it's, that's pretty, it's always I mean, been hey, a part of me. That's pretty cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's that's a ringing endorsement. I didn't know that. Da- I didn't know Dak Prescott went to Mississippi State. That's funny. Yep, huh. he sure did. He he's he our a, most famous athlete. <laughs> he was he was a bull, he was a bulldog, huh? Yeah, he sure was. Nice. Alrighty. Well, let's hope that uh, I'm gonna pull for the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Then are they like your de facto favorite professional team just because of him or? Um, I I'm a Titans fan, but I, I do cheer for them. I don't like wish for them to lose. Um, if they oh you like, did you did put down that you were Titans fans. That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, but I mean, I'm not like I'm not like really super tied into the Titans or anything like that. They're just a team that I like the most, sure. I guess. Yeah. Um, we went to a game when I was younger, so it really got me in the. Uh, I really enjoyed myself, so I had had a pretty good time at that. So, um, uh. <laughs> I just, I, I'm laughing because of just how much of a of a young pup you are. Because as 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 you're well aware, I'm much older than you, and I mean, <laughs> I remember when I remember when they were still the Houston Oilers, and then mm-hmm. yep. and then they moved to Tennessee, and then they had to move again in Tennessee, and I mean, mm. it's just so funny that you know, yeah, I mean, you, we, yeah, you were alive when they went to the Super Bowl. You're not that young. 
But, no, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was yeah. born in '93, so I think yeah. they went in like 2000 or 2001. Yeah, was, yeah, was so it 2000, that, yeah, that yeah, was, so. was it? It was it was 99. Was it 99? Okay. I think it was the '99 season that they went, and uh-huh. yeah, I mean that was a hell of a game too. I like Tennessee. I was I was a Titans fan when they first came around, so you know. Because yeah. I mean, again, before really before the Brady era, the Patriots were like, yeah. If at best, I mean, yeah. as much as I as much as I don't want to dump on Drew Bledsoe, I mean, he was he he was he's Foxborough Stadium is the house that Drew built. It really is because I mean, if it wasn't for Drew Bledsoe, we would never build a great stadium like Gillette. But um, it's just he he just was he had too many flaws, too many flaws. So you know, and I mean, <laughs> Jesus, we had a friggin' I mean, we had the the diamond with with mm-hmm. with Tom Brady. So. Yeah, was, he's the guy before the guy. So, I mean, no matter yeah. how good he was, it, it, he's yeah. always going to kind of be. But he was his number one, number one overall draft pick. I mean, That's he true. definitely he earned his he earned his stripes mm-hmm. in New England. He absolutely did. And then I remember when he went to Buffalo, I was really really happy for him. And then mm-hmm. even when he went to like Dallas, I was like, okay, that's cool. Like I was excited when he I was excited when he went to Buffalo and he was successful because yeah, you know. I, I hated shitting on him the entire time he was here. We used to call him Drew won a game because he was like because he was guaranteed to throw at least one pick a game. It was ridiculous. Gotcha. So yeah, we called him Drew won a game. So yeah, I got gotcha. you. All right. So then I guess a successful this or that. Yeah. Uh, I feel bad for you that you had to lose all those other things. Uh mm-hmm. now I just want you to know that there is a penalty assessed if you do uh, drink a strawberry daiquiri or have a club sandwich. I will know about it and I will come and seek vengeance on you. So oh, God, you are you. only okay. allowed to enjoy Mississippi State. That is it. So, I got you. So I'm never able to drink a Dr. Pepper again. Dang no, it. if you drink a Dr. Pepper, if you're drinking one now, you're going to be in trouble. So I hope that's not the case. But no, uh, I would like to go to sleep at some point tonight. So uh, <laughs> not having a Dr. Pepper right now. So. <laughs> All right. Well, that sounds great. Um, <laughs> Okay, Logan, this is uh, this is a tough one for me because this is a game that I saw that I stole from somebody on TikTok, and uh, I'm will I'm willing to admit that I stole this. I don't know who the person is, so I can't credit them for that, but I'm gonna steal it anyway because it's an amazing trivia game. Uh, this is called Movie Star Venn Diagram, and the way this works is real simple. I came up with three actors slash actresses who have all appeared in a movie together. And each one of them has appeared in a separate movie with the other actors. So it's kind of, as you know, what a Venn diagram is. It's the three circles, and then they all kind of intercept in the middle. So I'm going to give you the three actors, and I will then give you the movies that they were in. Because, honestly, this was ridiculously difficult to try to find this to work all the way it works out. Uh, I'm going to kind of give you a softball. I feel a softball first, because... They're they're all recent movies. They're all very funny comedic actors, and most people would be able to probably scream out the answer right away. So the first three actors I'm going to give you are Will Ferrell, Vince Vaughn, and Luke Wilson. And I'm going to let you see if you can guess the movies first, and if you really have no idea, I will give you the names of the movies. So Will Ferrell, Vince Vaughn, and Luke Wilson. Well, they were all in old school, so that's the that's the uh, middle middle part. Correct. They were all in old school, yes. Mm-hmm. But see, now um, here's the here's the trick. You right. have to find movies that they were also in with each other, and it's tough. So you all, it's kind of like Sudoku, where you have yeah. to move around the m- numbers a little bit. So you said old school. Old school is one of the answers, yes. Yeah, old school's in the middle. Um, Will Ferrell and Vince Vaughn were both in um, 
wedding crashers uh for yep. uh, will ferrell was in there for a little bit but yep. um um luke wilson and will ferrell um <laughs> Jesus Christ. I will say um, that they did share a scene in the movie. <laughs> hmm. Will Farrell and Luke Wilson. <laughs> I will also say that Luke Wilson's kind of a it's more than a cameo, but it's it's a basically a cameo. Damn it. I don't really know. Okay, so let's let's try Luke Wilson and Vince Vaughn. Now actually, I'm going to I'm going to help you out here. There's another movie that all three of them are in. So when I was doing this, I found that Old School was the movie that I connected the two of them, Vince Vaughn and Luke Wilson. Oh, uh, okay. So there's another movie. Again, Luke Wilson has a cameo, but it is a very famous cameo in a very famous scene. In a movie, all three of them are in. Is Luke Wilson an anchorman? Is he in like the anchor man battle <laughs> thing that they have? He's the I one know that Vince Vaughn is a uh, uh, man tooth or whatever yes. his name is. He, so. Yes, West Mantooth. Luke okay. Wilson is. Luke Wilson is. Okay. I believe he's the the Channel Seven news team, which is like the third news team, and uh, <laughs> he he's the one that loses both of his arms. He loses. Oh, his arm. yeah, that's he loses right. his first arm in the anchorman fight, and then the bear, uh, the panda bear rips off his arm i think in the uh or the bear rips off his arm in the final and when they're at the zoo so it is it's i went i said anchorman is the all together because i don't think there's another movie where it's just vince vaughn and luke wilson other than old school and anchorman yeah that, that's yeah. gotta be it um and if you if you if you want to tap out i'll let you tap out with the will ferrell luke wilson one I'm trying to think of just random movies that uh, luke if you wilson want i'll give you the other actor who's in the movie with Will Ferrell and okay. The other actor is uh, John Heater. Oh, Blades of Glory. Yeah. Luke Wilson. What is Luke Wilson in that movie? He's the sex therapist, the sex addicts uh, therapist. Uh, yeah. Okay. That, and so I said, it's, I it, they that. share the scene together, but they're together. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Um, now here's, this is expert level because I, I, I would be willing to bet you probably can't think of more than one movie that these actors are in. <laughs> with each other so i'm gonna say it's gary oldman william h macy and xander berkeley jesus i don't even think i know who xander berkeley is <laughs> well i will say that the movies all right so the movies are uh again i told you this is so hard to find murder in the first sit in nancy in enemy hands and air force one yeah, so a, a joke of uh, the the crew that we talk to every Saturday um, is that I have only ever seen twenty five movies ever, yes. and I'm pretty sure out of those I've only seen Air Force One. So, um, yeah, you're gonna you, you might have to help me on this. So one. Air Force um, One is the one that they were all in. Okay, that's what so I was gonna guess. Xander Berkeley is the Secret Service agent who turns his back on America and helps the Russian people, one of which is Gary Oldman, take over the ship. So. Gotcha. If you remember that. And then William H. Macy was like, I think a military colonel or something. So uh, I won't hurt, I won't blow your mind out. Gary Oldman and William H. Macy were in Murder in the First together. Okay. Uh, Xander Berkeley and Gary Oldman were in Sid and Nancy, which is the movie about uh, uh, Sid Vicious and his girlfriend Nancy there. 
And uh, William H. Macy and Xander Berkeley were in, in enemy hands. I never, I've never seen in enemy wow. hands. I don't think I've even ever seen Murder in the First. So uh, I'm on there with you. Well, okay. uh, I have that, one that more up. I, <laughs> I have, I have seen Sid and Nancy, but that's because there was a girl in college I was like friendly with, and we had a night where we watched Sid and Nancy, and then we watched Velvet Goldmine, and you know, so she was really into that kind of stuff. So <clears throat> that's the only reason. All right, so here's another one. This is a fun one because these are all very well known people. Robert De Niro, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Meryl Streep. Um, De Niro and uh, Leonardo were both in The Departed, weren't they? Uh, De Niro's not in The Departed. Oh, he's not in The Departed? Shit. No. Um, fuck. The movie that they're in was from very early on in DiCaprio's career. And if you've never seen this movie, you should go out and see it because it's fantastic. Did you say what the four movies are? You hadn't said what the four movies no. are. All right, I'll give you the four movies. Yeah. The Deer Hunter, This Boy's Life, Don't Look Up, and Marvin's Room. What was the first one? The Deer Hunter. Is that the De Niro DiCaprio one? No. Okay. That's um... the De Niro Meryl Streep one. Oh, okay. The Deer Hunter came out in like 1970. Okay. Something, yeah. <laughs> Before DiCaprio was born, I believe. <laughs> Um, have you heard of Don't Look Up? I have not. That's a recent one. That's the one that was on Netflix. I'm trying to. Th- oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I watched that one. I- is that the one they're all in, or is that the one him and De Niro are in? Nope, that's the one that him, that DiCaprio and Meryl Streep are in. in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember her. All right. So this person. boy's life is the one that De Niro and DiCaprio are in. Okay. That's a great movie, actually. Okay. It's about. Uh, so so, um, Ellen Barkin marries De Niro and uh, her son is DiCaprio and like he like he basically abuses DiCaprio like the entire movie <laughs> it's just it's actually it's based off a true story but re- really good movie you should check it out and then they're all in Marvin's room together okay yeah so that was that's that's tough especially if you're you know mm-hmm. you did go with the Will Ferrell one I'm very proud of you should do <laughs> this this one should be this is kind of another softball this is the last one I have for you Mm-hmm. It's um <clears throat> Adam Sandler, Kevin James, and Rob Schneider. All right, so they were all in one of one of the grown ups. I don't know if it's the first one or the second one. Um, they were all in the first one. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, Sandler and Schneider have been in a hundred movies together. You could do Waterboy. You could do Mister Deeds. You could do. <laughs> I I, um, picked, I picked Waterboy. Okay, yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. That, that's probably the one that uh, Schneider's. Most famous for he, he was in, yeah. they were in Big Daddy together, so you could do that one as well. That's true. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Sandler and Kevin James are. I, I think they're just in. Uh, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry together. Um, so, when you when you originally sent me the that that listing of people, I knew that that was the one that they were up in by themselves. So. so it's actually it's funny you mention that because Rob Schneider is also in that. Oh, wow. he marries them in Canada. Oh, man. Um, so I actually picked that as the one that they're all in together. Uh, OK. And I said you said you would ask which one of the grownups were they all in? And I said grownups one. So, okay, so Snyder's not in grownups, too, I guess. Yes, he is not in grownups. Two. Uh, OK, I thought he, he actually had a I believe he had a feud. I don't I don't believe it's still going on because I think he's in Hubie Halloween. But uh, or ridiculous six or one of those one of the other uh netflix, netflix. ones that sandler did but i think he had an argument with sandler about it may even have been about like 
grown-ups or like uh blended or something like one of the other movies that sandler did that like he wasn't in and so like him and sandler didn't talk for a while and i'm like that's insane so that's crazy yeah yeah now, like, without, without him schneider pretty much wouldn't have a career so exactly now the movie that kevin james is in with rob schneider yeah it's produced by adam sandler ah but it is based off of a true story with a true person that Kevin James plays that you would probably know a lot about considering it's down your neck of the woods there. Not Mississippi necessarily, but yeah. in the south southern part of the uh, country. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not super familiar with uh, either of these guys. Uh, okay. Filmographies that don't. Do you ever hear of the movie Home Team? Uh-uh. I don't think I've that's the that. movie that came out that Kevin James plays uh, Sean Payton. Oh, okay. In the oh, year wow. that in the year Sean Payton was suspended, gotcha. and uh, he, he ended up going back and like man like helping coach his son's I think I want to say his son's youth football team. Uh, okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of that one. So that's all right. So um, you did pretty good, though. I think you did. You did fairly good. Yeah. I'm impressed. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm impressed. You know, you do a good job. Um, I mean, it's tough, especially considering, like you said, the the running gag is that you have 25 <laughs> movies. And I even said to you, I go, is it going to be okay if we do this? And you went, I've seen more than 25 movies. Yeah. <laughs> and I went, oh, okay. But I, I mean, may not hey, have seen more than like uh, 75. But I'm just... <laughs> no, I'm just well, kidding. you know, it's actually kind of it's, it's funny because nowadays I don't watch half the shit that people watch on streaming. Yeah. And I get yelled at all the time. Like my friends are like, why didn't you watch this? And I'm like, I don't you know. Like I just, I keep, everybody keeps talking about the bear and how the bear is like supposed to be really, really good. And I'm like, I didn't even watch the first season. Now I have to watch season one and season two. So we actually, my, we just watched almost all of the episodes of secret invasion. We have one left. And the only reason we didn't watch the last one is because you and I were going to record. And I said, I got to go, <laughs> but it's fine. I mean, it's, it's cool, but I mean, I was, yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't watch as much television that I should watch, apparently, because, you know, exactly. Tough, so. Me too. Yeah. I'm the same thing a, with TV shows. Yeah. Good. Well, you have a kid now. So, you know, yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, I can only, you know, when she's taking a nap or, you know, when she goes to bed at night, that's pretty much the only time I can really watch very much. Um, yeah. And I'm not going to sit down at, you know, freaking eight o'clock and start a movie that may be two or three hours. Um, no, I wouldn't so, blame I mean, you. Yeah, I just have those comfort movies that I throw on that I've seen a hundred times. And like, you know, my family was the same way. We, you know, anytime like the rush hours were on, we put those on. Mm. Um, we were big Jim Carrey fans. So anytime any of his movies were on, we always usually mm -hmm. flipped it over to that. Adam Sandler, the same way. Uh, we watched a ton of comedies. So I think we've decided that I haven't only seen 25 movies. I've just seen like every kid's movie that's ever existed. And sure. they've seen like every action horror you know all that kind of stuff hey that I one, of, seen, so. one of my good friends has only ever watched like like black comedies you know like the ones that like oh, the well. wayan brothers puts yeah, out yeah. and like you know medea and all that like those are the only movies he's watched wow. and we'll say to him like have you ever seen goodfellas he's like i don't think i've ever really... he i found out the other day he's never seen the sopranos i went you're italian he goes yeah i never watched this i go but that's like you're supposed to watch that that's like a rite of passage come on I go, man. what is wrong with you i go i've seen that show seven times i've watched it so yeah there's people have problems but you know we're not going to yeah. beat them up because you we're not going to beat you up because you don't watch something you know yeah. unless it's like i mean i guess if you've never seen shawshank redemption we may have a have you seen that i hope i, I have seen shawshank redemption Good. all right now then, i will then, say well, i have seen it 
within the last like five or six years for the first time, but I have seen it. I was like that with uh, believe it or not, Roadhouse. It took me the longest time to see Roadhouse, and my friends were like, You never saw Roadhouse? And I went, No, I just I never did. Yeah. And then I finally watched, and I was like, I can't believe I didn't see this movie. This movie's great. So, <laughs> and yeah. you know, I said, I said Breakfast Club was one of my favorite movies, but I only saw that in college because mm. uh, I think it was on Netflix or something like that. And we were just looking for something different to watch that we hadn't seen before. And it, it, it had a bunch of friends over, and we were like, let's watch this movie, uh, see what it's all about. So, have you have you watched the other like John Hughes classics? Like, have you? I've seen you most. Seen, like, I've seen most of them. I have not seen all of them. Have you seen like Pretty in Pink? Yes, I have. And 16 Candles? I don't think I've seen 16 Candles, but I've seen uh, Insane Elmo's Fire, one of mm-hmm. his, too. I've seen that one. I'll uh, tell you. I'll tell you. Uh, 16 Candles is a lot more funnier than all of his other ones. I mean, Uncle yeah. Buck's pretty funny, but, like, 16 Candles is really funny. Like, it's just got a lot of, like, really good gag jokes in it where you're just kind of like, <laughs> okay, that's really funny. So, <laughs> yeah. And that's that's kind of a comfort movie as well because you start watching that and you're like, oh, this is pretty cool. I like this. So Yeah, I, was, I do like most of his movies, so I think I mm-hmm. would be into all of them. I just – it's one of those all things right. that I just never gotten around to all of them. So, <laughs> cool. <laughs> yep. All right. Now, Logan, I'm going to ask you uh, – we're going to wrap this up soon. Gotcha. And <clears throat> there's certain things that people want to know. And there's a questionnaire by the great Bernard Pivot from his show Apostrophes. And I want to ask you these questions and you give me your best answers. Okay. All right. So Logan, what is your favorite word? Um, by the way, I love this segment uh, that you've done with people in the past because <laughs> it reminds me of the Will Ferrell uh, SNL sketch, but um. Anyways, my favorite word is indubitably. In, indubitably. Yeah. <laughs> Logan, what is your least favorite word? Um, moist is my least favorite word. It gives me this heebie-jeebie. So. What turns you on? A good bowl of pasta. I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, like George Costanza. (laughs) Spicy mustard. That hey, if that turns you on, man, you do you. Sure, I'll go with that. I I don't have a good answer that's not super inappropriate, I guess. Okay. What turns you off? Um, people who who are just mean for no reason that Mm. just have a bad attitude all the time and uh just can't seem to have a positive outlook on anything. What sound or noise do you love? Hmm. I like the sound of a good steak on the grill. Mm. Yes. Wonderful. <laughs> what sound or noise do you hate? Um, based on t- uh, what happened tonight before we got on recording, I hate my child screaming uh, for no <laughs> absolute reason. So I'm going to go with that for right now because that's what's in my mind. <laughs> All right. Logan, what is your favorite curse word? Um, probably shit, honestly. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Hmm. I would really like to be in like sports management, maybe like an athletic director of some sort. So I I like the idea of being able to do that. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? (laughs) Um... (laughs) You did good, kid. 
Oh, I love that answer. <laughs> oh, that's what I want him to say. That's that's what I want him to say, isn't it? <laughs> no, I want to hit. I want him to be real southern, and he say, "You done good, kid. You done real Come good, there, kid. <laughs> Come on in. We got your sound. on him. Go over to Jessup, and he'll get you all set up." <laughs> I know. We're gonna move on to the questionnaire by the great huge asshole on his show behind the sphincter. Oh, no. <laughs> Logan, what is your favorite way to insult a person? What is my favorite way to insult a person? Since we say this in, the, in one of the group chats all the time, probably just to tell them to go fuck themselves. Or uh, <laughs> as one of our very uh, one of our very esteemed British friends tells us to get to fuck. So I'm going to go with get to fuck. So there we go. Which basically means the same thing. That's a good one, though. Get yeah. to fuck. Yeah. What weapon would? What weapon do you bring with you in a fight? Oh God, never been in a fight, but um, let's just say I'd bring a machete. Let's okay. go with that. <laughs> Who would you draft in the first round of a points per reception league in fantasy football? Oh my God. <laughs> um. Jesus Christ. Um. <laughs> Trying to even think. Um, Travis Kelsey. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good answer. Yeah, um, I was like, Mahomes throws to him all the time, so sure. <laughs> that's actually a question I ask. Like whenever I go to meet, like whenever I go up to meet a professional wrestler, like in an autograph signing, I always ask them who they would draft in the first round of a PBR league. Oh god! And I have awesome. to add PBR because I asked. I used to just say, "Who would you draft first in a fantasy football league?" And one of the guys actually said, is it a PPR league? And I went, oh, wow. Yeah. And he <laughs> yes, went, oh, it is. Okay. <laughs> so. Yeah, I just know, I know Mahomes throws to him a lot, so I'll go with him. What family member could you do without? Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, oh, boy. Uh, probably, so I know she'll never listen to this, probably my wife's biological mother okay good <laughs> so my um, so my mother-in-law but um i have two mother-in-law so yeah the bad one yeah um, the, the not good one <laughs> logan have you ever farted in another person's face uh yes <laughs> probably in my wife's face just because i was mad at her at some point i'm sure so yeah uh did you like the first avatar movie Okay, so I liked it on the original viewing. I think it is the least rewatchable movie in the history of cinema. So wow, um, hot take. Yeah, I, I do. I did enjoy it the first time I saw it, but it is uh, absolutely a slug to get back through. So. Nice. And Logan, lastly, can I borrow some money? Sure, you can, Keith. You're a good guy. I know. I know you're good for it. So i know you'll get back to me (laughs) i know you'll get back eventually (laughs) well that logan that was man we just we squeaked out even the questions that you like the questionnaire that you like so that's good the inside the actor studio so (laughs) inside the a la carte studios we had um we had logan logan croslin everybody Mm -hmm. uh logan is there anything you'd like to plug um you, we kind of mentioned it off the top. Linking up Lucha is, is the new Lucha Underground pod that I host. Uh, we just recorded episode two with uh, Jenny and Jake. 
Um, and we will be recording uh, episode number three again with uh, Mr. Shiflet and uh, Sean Kidd. Uh, so looking forward to everybody hearing that and would love to hear feedback from pretty much anybody. But check everything out, North South Connection and uh, all the place to be uh, networks as well. And is there uh, are there ways for people to get in touch with you? Are you available on the Twitter or a uh, or on the face place? Uh, on the Twitter machine, I am at Highway PTBN. Uh, which Highway to the Impact Zone is my uh, Place of Be Nation uh, wrestling feed podcast. Uh, so that's why my Twitter handle is that uh, and Facebook, Logan Croslin. So if you ever want to reach out and ask me any questions uh, that you didn't get the answers to here, I yep. will gladly answer them. Awesome. Well, Logan, thank you so much for joining me. I had a great time. I hope you did as well. And uh, I hope everybody listens to your new brand new Link Link in the Luchas. Yeah. Be, I'm saying that right, right? Link in the Luchas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. So that's going to be great on the North South Connection. Logan, thank you so much for being here. I hope you come back again real soon. Anytime, buddy. Cool. Thank you, everybody, for joining me today on episode seven of Alicot with Keithy. I hope you enjoyed our conversations that we had with my nephew Chase, as well as with Logan Crosland. And I want to just let everybody know that uh, there's lots of great stuff on the North-South Connection, uh, not only just wrestling-based, but also just uh, non-wrestling-based. I mean, we have WWE War. We have the Jenny Position. Uh, Jenny Position has multiple different episodes on there, such as Talking Docs, which is probably one of my favorite on the feed. Uh, we also have the New Gen on a Mission, Wrestling Warzone, Cronoso Monthly, uh, No Holds Barred. You know what that means, Extreme Three-Way Dance, the Ruthlessly Aggressive Podcast. Uh, it's just so many excellent things on there. I would also be, you know, I can't leave out the fact that uh, there's uh, my one of my co-hosts and great friends, Johnny C, in the Multiverse of Fabulousness, which you can hear me and him on uh, occasionally, and also the GC Dub, a Game Changer podcast. So the No Holds Barred Connection, lots of great stuff on there. We're all here to entertain, and I think you should all... I'll check it out. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, you can reach me on Twitter at Flounder824. And, uh, oh, you can also reach me on the Facebook at uh, Flounder824. You'll be able to find me. And, uh, of course, please, if you feel like leaving a review, leave a review on whatever podcatcher app that you have. And uh, thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch you next week. Or we'll catch you in two, two weeks, 14 days. Take care. Bye-bye.